Hello, and welcome to my magical cottage core life. Today, we're going to talk about a controversial topic. And I know it might be a little delicate, a little offensive, a little alarming for some of you. Because it might not be something you're comfortable with or something you're familiar with doing. And for that, I offer understanding. And I offer grace. And I hope that this topic will not disturb you too much. Or the word should be over much. Today's topic, I need you to open up your big book of stuff. And we're going to talk about hand cleaning. Specifically, hand cleaning the old-fashioned way a little bit when it comes to different parts of your home that oftentimes people are using chemicals to do the job for more so than their own, I guess, industriousness. And no judgment here. I'm not saying that you're a bad housekeeper or a bad person. God knows, <laughs> I'm a pretty, pretty cluttered person a lot of the time when I don't stay on top of it. But this is just something I want to share. Um, so let's get started. So when it comes to hand cleaning, I'm going to keep this a brief episode because there's no way I can fit every kind of hand cleaning into this simple podcast. But we're going to talk about the most pernicious areas, the most difficult and unpleasant areas for the most part, so that we can have a discussion. Let's start a discussion, right? And if you want to talk about it later, we can go into the Shire on Facebook and we can, you know, have a forum. But let's let's do this now. So the first area I want to talk about is the bathroom sink. Now I know that many people like to use the spray on things and that's fine. You want the, the little bubbly things to do all of the, the wiping and the scrubbing and everything else and there's nothing really wrong with that except sometimes we want to be mindful of how many chemicals we're using in our house. You know if you have people who have respiratory issues these sprays are not necessarily the best for you. And if you're going to use a chemical, maybe think about using a powdered cleanser more so. If you can't just use soap, uh, I will even go so far as to say you might be better served getting a cheap $1 tube of toothpaste and going in there and trying to get rid of the majority of soap scum and anything. Honestly, toothpaste has pumice and it can work really, really well. So that's one thing you can do. Another area that you know on that sink though is that if you're not going to use that you also want to look at things like anything that's shiny because you know while we're scrubbing we also want to shine we want to do things to polish and one thing we can do is use vinegar and water no seriously vinegar vinegar and water will cut through a lot of things and they will help you clean it up but did you know that caffeinated and carbonated drinks, carbonated drinks specifically like Sprite or 7-Up, you can use that to help get 
if you have a steel fixture to help shine up that steel fixture or even just soda water, carbonated water by itself. So that's something to think about too, just to get it clean and just to make it look nice. Now, if you are in a situation where there's a lot of blood on your sink, maybe someone, you know, got caught gathering thistles or whatever, you can also use a little bit of milk if there's a blood stain, especially if it's a situation where it's a porous counter, milk helps lift up blood as do a lot of other natural ingredients. And you can also use peroxide, but milk helps get rid of the residue that you might not see. So it's a good thing to have. And don't mix vinegar and hydrogen peroxide, ever. Don't do that. You want to look that up too. But yeah, that's something you can do. And while you're doing this, use the right tools. You know, sometimes we think that just a sponge is going to do everything, and it's really not. So let's get into tools. And we're still talking about our kitchen counter here, so let's get into tools. Um, you need to know what to use and when to use it. A simple cloth can work wonders on many things, but sometimes you need a little bit more power. And when that happens, you might want to use a sponge with a little bit of a scrubber on the side, the, the gentle one, not the heavy one. But let's say that's still not doing it. Remember I told you a long time ago in another episode to save those uh, netted bags, those plastic netted bags, bags for like the onions and the potatoes? You can get to town with these. Start using those. You can might, you know, you might be able to actually clean up something without using the cleanser if you use those. But you can use them with the cleanser, with a cloth or a sponge and really get in there. If it's really bad, then definitely maybe use a liquid cleanser. And again, using a toothbrush or other brushes is something we haven't talked about, but brushes actually do work very, very well designate a toothbrush and to make sure you don't use it by mistake for something else wrap the handle in black electrical tape or with nail polish you know dip it in nail polish so that you can know that this is a cleaning brush and keep it with your cleaning supplies and really scrub with that and that will help you so much sometimes you need a brush to be able to get that circular motion to, and a little bit of force to bring things out and lift them up not just on your bathroom counter, but you can also use that around your fixtures in your tub and shower, as well as in the grout between the tiles. And again, you can either use the liquid cleanser, powdered cleanser, or toothpaste, because again, it has a little bit of pumice. Now don't be afraid to use an SOS pad. Okay, I, I can hear people freaking out, but you can, and I said SOS, but I'm not sponsored by them. You can use other ones. But don't be afraid to use that on places that aren't necessarily cosmetically sensitive. You know, you can use that on the tub. You can, as far as certain areas, you can use it on the toilet. There's nothing that says you can't. And since we've gotten to the toilet, I feel flush with knowledge about that. Yeah, I know, right? Come on, you gotta admit that was a good one. All right, 
You don't have to only use a towel. Get a second brush. A second brush only for the outside of the toilet. You'd be surprised how well that brush can get into those nooks and crannies. And understand that when you do a deep clean on a toilet, you have to remove the lid and the seat. And flip those parts up to unscrew it, unscrew those bolts, and get in there, to really, really get in there. And did you know a bottle brush works really well right there? It really does. Sometimes you just have to use your hands. Same thing with stains in the bowl. We all know about the chemicals that we shoot up under the, the rim of the toilet. However, or as my dad would say, the commode. However, sometimes there are certain stains, like hard water stains, who just can't get out with that. And people use seal, you know, the, the rust things and other things like that. But you don't have to do that. Get yourself some cleanser and a really good sponge dedicated just to the toilet. And you can get sponges in three packs, okay, at the dollar store. You really can. And scrub it with your hand. If you're squeamish, use gloves. But just scrub it with your hand and you can clean that toilet so well. I mean, it's just absolutely can just be perfectly, perfectly clean for you without having to do so much chemical damage to your house and the environment. Now, I'm going to take a minute and explain why I feel qualified to talk about this. And I really don't like the clean. I don't. I really, really don't. I don't. I'm not one of those people. And there's a reason. I like to just do a minimal amount of cleaning most of the time. Because I live somewhat cluttered. And it's not really good. I'm not in a hoarder house, but my husband brings a lot of stuff home. And we run a pantry from our house, as well as a, sometimes an object closet where people find needful things. If they are in need, we have them and we give them to them. We've given food away, dishes away, clothes away. It's just insane. So we have a lot of stuff going on in here. And that be, but, but it's not horrible, but it's a lot more than I'd like. Um... But that being said, why am I qualified to talk to you about this? I used to be a housekeeper. I used to be a housekeeper at a ski resort in Colorado, Copper Mountain Resort in, in Copper Mountain, Colorado. And I used to live in Leadville, which was a little bit above. I was in Lake County and I worked in Summit County. And if you don't know where Copper Mountain is, it's, it's on the other side of that mountain range where Vale is. Yeah, where all the stars go. Yeah, that's right. That's where I used to work. And if I never say anything else, I really respect Clint Black because he was kind to me and he was a very good gentleman. And I will never forget how he treated me. And I wanted to say that. Uh, nothing inappropriate, but as a maid or rather housekeeper, I, I really appreciated the tip and I really appreciated the way that he treated the people who work there. And that's all I have to say about that. So I believe in giving people their credit while they're alive. Give you them give you those flowers while you're alive. So
Now, of course, the things I told you about the, the bathroom sink, you can kind of do the same thing in the kitchen sink, but you can, you, you can find that you have to do more because you may have a garbage disposal or a drain, and you do a lot more work in that gray water area over here with scents because you prepare food there. So you might want to add a couple of dashes of essential oil to your sink with ice and run that disposal, and that will help. You know, the, you don't have to make this really hard. You don't have to make things really difficult. Pour some vinegar and juice down there and that can get rid of a lot of things. Of course, everyone knows about the vinegar and the baking soda, but again, a few drops of essential oil can clear up a multitude of problems until you get a chance to really get down in there and do a complete sink flush, which I recommend. And one way to do that is to use a couple of pots of super hot boiling water down the sink not boiling oil <laughs> boiling water and that will help with breaking up grease and clogs um, unless you have a plumbing issue in which case you should uh, definitely use your plumbing clearing items however and in here something that's important never mix them if you use one brand of plumber uh, items as far as a liquid plumber kind of thing I'm not endorsed by them don't mix it with another brand you cannot mix those things and never ever pour bleach down there after you've used one let it just just keep pouring water or get a snake or get more of the same or call a plumber I mean that's my recommendation and once you pour that down do not open that bottom because that that corrosive um, liquid if you open it the wrong way and it's still stuck in there it could come down on your hands and you don't want that so as we go through this episode I can tell you right now that I know um, and I wanted to get into this before we got to the end that some of you are like well what's controversial about this episode the controversial part is that I'm asking you to use your hands instead of using a mop, instead of using only the chemicals to do the work for you. Because this is how you know that things are clean. When you're in the bathroom, and we're going to do one more thing about the bathroom, um, and you clean the floor, you can use a mop, but I promise you it will not get everything you need to get. Nothing cleans the floor like a hand and a cloth. I mean, it's just, it's just the truth. A cloth and a brush on the floor is the most efficient way to clean a floor, but it's hard on the back and it's hard on the knees. And I know it's true. And I know that we fought as, as uh, people, as women, and um, for a long time to not have to do as much brute labor, as much repetitive drudgery in the home as possible that's one of the reasons we love the products that have been invented but there are times when you just have to go back to the olden ways it's it's just how it is so I know that it's controversial I'm not judging anyone if you can't do it I can't do everything anymore you know I'm getting older so you know I, I'm not in my my you know teens anymore but still I just thought that it might be good to talk to some people because maybe they don't know what they can do. Maybe they don't know that they can use a, a brass scrubber or a chore boy on the oven to get things that have been burned on off 
of different uh, materials on an oven so that they don't have to use chemicals that could make them sick. All right, let's, let's finish up. Now, I need to be fair here. Um, we've been talking about vinegar a lot. I know I was going to end up, you know, end this episode, but I wanted to talk about this. We've been talking about vinegar a lot in this episode, and I want to give you a good estimate of what your ratio of ingredients should be if you're making a vinegar cleaning solution. And that vinegar should be one to one. So what that means is if you have a cup of vinegar, you've got a cup of water. Now yes, you can use regular uh, distilled vinegar, but you can also use cleaning vinegar. They have both. And you can find both at most canning areas in hardware stores or in grocery markets. You know, it really comes down to you deciding what strength you want to use. But I will say this, when you're doing this, you are 99% of the time looking for white vinegar. I'm not saying other vinegars won't work. I'm saying that I haven't seen them used. So when I'm talking about vinegar, I want you to know I'm talking about distilled white vinegar. And when it comes to vinegar, vinegar and water sprayed together as a mix can definitely cut the grease in your kitchen as well. Uh, lemon oil, I know it sounds like a suspensive, it's really not. Uh, lemon oil, even in a spray at the dollar store, can perk up your cabinets. You know, get them cleaned off, uh, wipe them down, and use a little oil, and it's less likely for the heavier cooking oil residue to stay on it if you stay on top of it. So, I mean, there's that. I mean, and then there's also mopping. Now, here's a couple of things I've learned. When you have a child, and this is usually for an older house, so if you have a wood kitchen floor, this is probably not for you. But if you have linoleum, listen up. When you have a child, it's, it's not uncommon for them to get things on the floor that just won't, won't go away. Don't be afraid don't be afraid to get down there and scrub that floor with a brush. You can get it up that way as well as SOS pads. This is where the scrubbing bubbles come in too because sometimes people spray that down and use it to get things up and which is fine but it can dull the finish on your floor so you want to be careful when you use that. Another thing to keep in mind is that every once in a while you're going to need to strip your floor. So keep that in mind. If you use too much soap, you're eventually going to have to at least once a month strip your floor with a little vinegar just to make sure you get all the residue up because it does tend to build up very quickly and before you know it, it's, it's a little bit of grossness there. and You don't want that. You really don't. And it's harder to clean once something's accumulated than to clean it as it falls, you know? And of course we have a dog, so that's we call him the cleanup crew. If I drop a piece of cheese... Uh, he cleans it up, but it's not quite clean because dog saliva on the floor is not clean. So, yeah, you let them clean up the big pieces and you wash down the, the residue. 